Hi, everyone. My name is CJ Finley, and this is the Thrive On Podcast. I started a brand called Thrive On Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. So if you have a new idea, project, or business that you're working on and you're feeling a little bit stuck, I'd love to help you or connect you with somebody that can. Tonight, it's Friday night. I'm sitting here with my wife. We were supposed to move into our new home today. That didn't happen. But over the past decade, we've been one to kind of just keep moving forward regardless of any issues that come about. And that's what this episode is a little going to be a little bit about is what happened in the last decade and what are some of the things that when we think back on in our life, love, business, fitness, health, whatever it may be, what are some of the pillar moments that we can give advice to and continue moving forward into the next decade and start 2020 on the right foot. So I'm going to ask Aaron, uh, let's start with health and wellness. Over the past decade, what do you think has been the staple for you and what do you want to do when you move into 2020? All right. So yeah, just thinking a little bit about the fact that we actually have the opportunity to reflect now in the past 10 years. It's crazy to me that the last time we had this opportunity, the lessons that we were reflecting on were so much smaller in scope and scale (laughs) to what we are even reflecting on now. And then I think about what the next 10 years is going to bring. And a lot of what I've experienced in the past 10 years in life and health and in business has just been a lot of lessons that I think I fortunately and unfortunately experienced early on. So tonight I really would like to share a little bit about what my reflections are. I think hopefully this year, these past 10 years were some of the worst, um, but I'm one that often preaches and just lets, I guess, brings awareness to the fact that regardless of what I've dealt with in life, I am very aware that it could always be worse. Worse could always come um, at any time. And with the bad comes good too. So I think one of my biggest takeaways from the past 10 years in general overall is that just that, you know, with every bad thing that you think happens to you is another great thing around the corner. Um, So to start with health and wellness, I guess it was about 10 years ago, so 2010, when I was experiencing some of the worst health problems of my entire life. Um, I've talked about this a little bit before on an earlier episode, but for those that don't know, I really did struggle a lot with my sickness, um, with regards to my digestive issues and all kinds of stomach complications. And it was the most frustrating time for me, just going to doctor after doctor, not having answers, not understanding what I could eat, what I couldn't. And all this came on so suddenly. And so I just feel like very fortunate to be here today and in a much healthier place. It's crazy to think that it actually did take about 10 years to get to the health that I'm at today. So for anybody out there that is struggling with something that they don't know what they're dealing with or they're still in pain or still in discomfort and not really finding answers, just maybe find peace in the fact that you will find them. Um, Just be patient, just keep the faith and just keep surrounding yourself with people that support you and understand and want to actually help you get better. Um, I find that the more I connect with those who have experienced similar complications and issues, the more supported and hopeful I am to just spreading that to others. And um, I'm doing the best I can to 
use my story and a little bit of what I've dealt with um, to help other people that might be in that same black box of just not knowing what's going on and feeling like there really is no solution. So that's my biggest takeaway for the health and wellness. I think the other the other main lesson through all that, so through tons of trials and tribulations, I've discovered better health that I feel fortunate to claim today. But I'd say health is a journey. So that doesn't mean that just because I'm healthy today, it doesn't mean tomorrow what's working today is going to work tomorrow. And I think that's a big message. And every year I just saw, I just read an article and I'm, I keep up with a lot of the wellness trends, but that's exactly what they are. They're trends and we get on these hype wagons of like, oh, you know, CBD. And while I believe in it and everything, there's just so many different things out there that people are claiming to be the new wellness thing that's going to, you know, lead to that longevity and the health that you never had before. And it just changes all the time. So just, I, I'd say, um, as a lesson to everybody, know that you are unique. What works for you is going to be different than what works for the masses and what works for the person next to you. So take everything with a grain of salt, do your research and be open and flexible and just keep the faith and yeah that, that's my biggest health lesson how about you cj you're still overcoming everything and um i've been by your side for i guess the past five years to witness the journey so what would you say i guess be interesting to hear your perspective from like the five years before we were together to now and how your health has kind of changed i think i mean i'm still just as sick as I was, unfortunately, but I'm also extremely healthy in other areas where I wasn't. So while physically I might still be struggling with uh, autoimmune issues and really can't figure that out, we're still getting blood work and trying different things. Mentally, I'm so much better and I didn't even know that I had a mental health issue before. And I think a lot of people don't really realize that in coming out of college, that health, like I was an athlete, we were just in the gym all the time. We'd work out all the time and I would push myself to the brink every single day. And when I wasn't pushing myself to the brink on the field, I was pushing myself to the brink in the classroom. And I think that created toxic habits of like always having to be going, always having to be doing and always having to be achieving. And I think the past literally every single year I've been getting better and better and better at realizing that that's not health. Uh, going to the gym all the time is not healthy. Uh, eating strictly the same foods all the time to have quote unquote great nutritional, uh, putting mm. great nutrients in your body is not necessarily healthy all the time. It's a more holistic, well-rounded view of life. And that's where I think the, pi the, the pivot and the changing point in my life was when I reconnected with you. So I was in New York City and I thought I was healthy compared to a lot of my friends where instead of drinking 10 drinks, I would have five and I would go to the gym before and I would watch what I eat. And even when I was watching what I ate then, it was still shit compared to now. Like it was eating like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and a lot of processed foods that were better than eating out like a lot of people were Would doing. Would you say that that's because you didn't know any better or you felt like you couldn't afford it? What do you think was the barrier to 
I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, I'm not naive. I was younger. When you're younger, you don't really care as much because you're like, I live by, oh, I can sleep when I die. That was the saying that we always used to say versus like, I'm, you know this, like I'm very guarded of my sleep now because I know that if I don't get sleep, the next day is going to be really bad for me. My stomach is going to be messed up. I'm going to be groggy. I'm not going to be clear headed. I'm not going to be able to produce. And when I produce, I feel the, the greatest. So I think it's a combination of things, not, I mean, you're, you're broke in college. You don't really know what's good, what's bad. And also the digital age. So I'm again, not naive. I'm self-aware to realize that like Instagram and like really following different things started happening when we graduated. And that's where I started testing like, okay, keto, okay, paleo, okay, um, a mixture of everything, okay, I'm going to cut out all veggies, okay, I'm going to go vegan for a month, like, I just tried a bunch of different things, and I think that is health, is like, like you said earlier, it's a journey, so for me, it was like, yeah, yeah, just being open, and that's mentally healthy, being open to things is mentally healthy, like, if you look at uh, fitness, exercising, um, sports, food, jobs, politics, it's healthy to have open discussions with people and really like check into things. And I'm, I'm huge on science and that's where we're studying precision nutrition right now. So it's like, I, I still, there's so much to learn and that's true health to me. It's like, literally, if you were to, if you were to make one blanket statement of like what physical, spiritual, mental health would be, it's like waking up and realizing like it's day one again and just feeling yourself and being like, I'm going to inject new information in whether it's food or studying or books, and then I'm going to see how I feel and then exert that energy and then just keep doing that each and every day based on that present moment, how I'm feeling. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's a fortunate situation to be able to do that and to have the choices that we have to try different things. But I think that openness in that regard plays into how you will move through life as well. If you're just open to everything, then you're more likely to succeed when life throws crazy situations at you. So I just think that that was an interesting parallel. I think that's one thing I've noticed. The more open I am about what I do for fitness, what I do for my health and nutrition, and what I do, what I study, it's the more, I guess, agile I am in a situation that I can't control the the reason that is is because your stress tolerance is increasing and that's a lot of mental health like like in college like we're freaking out over these exams and like when I think back I don't remember a single exam that's what I said I don't really like I don't really 10 years ago our biggest lessons were like oh maybe you know that exam wasn't a big deal (laughs) now it's like oh but if if we get like and that's a cool thing to think back on if I thought back to exactly where I was 10 years ago so like I just finished my freshman soccer season at Rutgers and um, just had my first semester finish in school and it was a complete shock to me of like life of Mm -hmm. balancing it's a balancing act and compared to today how much we're juggling today even like for those that can't see like our there's careers there's the home there's trying to have fun and stay social um there's there's so much that goes into it there's trying to find a hobby be it's creative. almost like we would we would give anything to go back to the stress that we felt in 2010 just because we know <laughs> how much more stressful life gets but it, we wouldn't like i think all of that is just crazy to see how it led us to where we are now uh, but it's but that's where really i think people have have a 
have a they go left or they go right like like I don't wake up bogged down by stress it's like it's good stress I wake up being like what can I what stress can I put myself under today to then help me grow into a better human being and like back then I wasn't thinking like that I literally was just thinking what 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 degree is going to get me a lot of money? How can I work out really hard so I can drink a lot later on and then have fun and stay, stay, stay up really late? Like, how do I optimize that to the fun side and like really like milk life? And I was just milking life in the wrong way. That's how I would equate it. And now I kind of have more of a balance of, again, I'm on a Friday night. We're sitting here testing our new podcast. I think, I think one of the interesting things, because since we've known each other for those, in that decade and then now I think it's pretty cool because I think you've switched from that person that was like party hardy to now being more disciplined with everything that you want out of life when it comes to just every facet of it and for me it was I was so rigid back then and I was like so (laughs) high strung and like in the zone all the time in every way and now I'm still like that in some ways I'm very hardcore about certain things but I'd say I flipped the opposite way I'm on more I'm on more than you are now and that's it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just I've seen the the progression in in our lives. It's I think that's why we're together is we balance each other out and we're super disciplined in what we want. And that's where I think going into 2020, you're still trying to find that thing to really like turn on to versus like I kind of I've spent the past three years. I think 2020 is your year to really like find that thing that that every single day you're like, this is, this is my jam. So I'd love to move more into that. Like the business side of things, you just released uh, a guide, a running guide, and you're, you're testing a couple of things to to see where you want to progress in the next decade. What does that look like for you from the previous decade moving into 2020? It's crazy because you said exactly what you were doing 10 years ago today. And 10 years ago, I had just finished my first half marathon and I've talked about this before, but I never, ever used to be a runner before college. And it, it was just something I no, stumbled No, no, it goes on. further than that. <laughs> like this girl wouldn't run in gym class. Like, yeah. You just I was, wouldn't run. I would avoid. It wasn't a thing. I would avoid uh, the mile around the track. Um, but I would say maybe senior year, I started to jog a little bit here and there. Um, what was your mile time back then? I don't know. I don't know what it was. 11, 12. Probably something (laughs) in the double digits. But anyway, in college, not to go into my whole history with the sport, but college was when I first started because uh, I grew up as a dancer and it was just not something I ever felt like was in my lane. Like I saw people that were runners and athletes and, you know, on the track team and I just didn't seem, I felt like that wasn't my place. Um, but I, in college, I became good friends that are, they're now my best friends with a group of girls that love to run. And I was like, you know, maybe this is something I'll pick up to kind of replace the outlet that dance was for me. And so I started and my mentality is always like, oh, if I'm not good at this, I'm going to get good at it. So I'm going to practice, I'm going to practice and I'm going to keep doing it. And I did a lot of running on the treadmill. Um, I was in Philly at the time and they have great running trails around there. So I'd run around there. But long story short, I ended up doing my first half marathon in 2010. 
And I was really impressed with my performance at, at the end of it. And my dad at the time was probably my biggest fan because he was always like, wow, I never thought you were going to turn out to be a runner. This is great. You know, we can run together now. I can help you train. How are you training? What did you do for this? Like, let me optimize that for you. Were you using the treadmill? Here's what you can do next time. And so it was crazy. He, I remember he would come to the races because I ended up doing all the Philly half marathons while I was there. And uh, he would take the transportation from like one mile marker to the next to just catch all the different spots and um, was definitely a huge supporter of me going hard and just improving year after year. And so to think now, I mean, I would say that the way the place it's had in my life has changed over the years, but I always say it's been really cool because no matter what I'm going through in life, whether I'm moving to a new city where I'm like reevaluating what I actually want to do with my life. It's something that's been a constant for me. So even with fitness, it's like even if I'm in a phase where I just want to take all classes or I don't really want to work out that much, like running is always something that has been there regardless of how long of a break I'll take. And it just reminds me every time I'm running that that's it's just brings back all different phases of my life. So crazy because yeah 10 years later I finally am like you know what I feel like there's people out there that a are either in my shoes where they stumbled upon running they're now doing it because one they're not able to play the sports that they played growing up or two they know they want to do something that involves like outside and community and everything or three, they just, they see all these people doing races and maybe they want to give it a try, but they don't really know. And that's kind of where I was at. It's like, I wanted to have something where I felt there was a community around it. And once I started, I really loved it. Um, and there's people that'll say they, they just can't love it. But if there, if you're one of those people, my hope was that I could create something to hit home with people that felt like they just didn't really know how to improve once they, started running or maybe they didn't have enough confidence to get out there and sign up for a race and for anybody that is feeling that I just wanted to put something out there and my own self as a coach or whatever to to say like you can absolutely do it it's literally just dedication and discipline to get better and um, just that willingness and it's pretty amazing once you cross the finish line and you race with all kinds of people and see that this is a sport that connects so many um, and I just like to think that as hard as it is in those long races and I haven't even done the full and you know the Ironman and all those um, don't know if I will but it, there are hard parts of all of them even just a three-mile run where it tests your mental strength. And I think that's the biggest takeaway I've gotten from the sport. And anytime I'm given a challenge or something crazy happens in life, I'm just like, you know what? It's the same thing. Just apply that mentality. If I can freaking finish that race, I can do this. Um, so I, I think about that sometimes. But yeah, my hope with that is to test a few things, see if it's helpful to people. Um, I've just realized over the years that I was training a lot on the treadmill because working long hours in the corporate world and not having a lot of time when I came home to actually run outside because it's either dark or I don't live in a place that's super accessible to trails. 
So I train a lot on the treadmill either before or after work or on the weekends, and I found that that was a great tool for me to improve speed, work on like hills and strength and everything, and started to create my own types of workouts on there and just figured, why don't I put this out there for anybody that wants to use it? So it's kind of just a test right now. My end goal would be to also share what else I do on my own because I love to create my own programming um, for my own workouts. Um, so, yeah, it's, we'll, well see you, what happens. You, you danced around it, though. Like, she's selling her guide, and I want to dig a little bit into the next decade. So, like, you've never ran a business. Like, you've never owned a business or sold any of your own things. And I know, because I live with you, but that's going to change in the next decade. So, from you, what does that look like, and how are you getting your feet wet doing that to then maybe progress in some of the things that you want to do? in terms of business and, and running your own brand and, and things of that nature. Like you got 10 more So from years, a high level, like? from a high level, it's right now just like really honing in on who the supporters are, who really w is wanting my help and guidance and figuring out how to best connect with people digitally. And um, to me, it doesn't even matter what that product is. It's more just about really fine-tuning that relationship between me and the other person and how I can best be of service to somebody else through something I either create digitally or through coaching or who knows what. Um, and I think that's the exciting part. We always say, like, we want to help so many people, but it's a challenge of what that's going to be. We've talked a million times, whether it's a product, something that has to do with our health complications that we find would be impactful to create and share, or whether it's something digital, um, or if it's something in person and communities and stuff. We don't know, but I think we can both agree that it's the end of the day just providing that level of connection that is really what we're after. So it's 2029. Okay. Near Christmas. Same thing. What does is, what is life look like for Aaron? Um, okay, hopefully I in have. In terms of her business and stuff like that. In terms of a business, um, what I would really love is to have something that, yeah, that I feel like I created that is something that I'm leaving behind that's helping people. My passion is actually helping women, um, whether that's women that are striving for a, you know, a career where they feel empowered and impactful, but also want to maintain this lifestyle of health and wellness and feeling like they have to choose one or the other. And um, I really want to be a voice and a person that kind of coaches people to the point where you can achieve both. Um, so I hope to progress a little bit more in my career to the point where I am mentoring younger women and then at the same time teaching groups of women how they can implement balance and health and wellness at the same time. We don't have to choose one or the other and we shouldn't have to. And if we feel like we have to, we have the strength and the confidence to find an environment that's best suited for us. So that's what really what I see myself doing. I don't know if that's in the form of communities that I'm leading or if my career actually turns into something like that um, or if I start a business around it or a nonprofit. I'm not sure. But 
that is where my passion lies. So we'll see. So we are about to hit the new year and then I'll, I'll go into my answers, but you just had this long form answer and higher level view. What is one thing in 2020 that you're striving for to, to really hit home on what you just said? So you're talking about con communities, connection, what is that like one thing yeah. maybe that so one one small step you mean like yeah. to get there because building momentum is huge and that's where like there's a lot of people out there that are dreamers right we're all dreamers we all have ideas but the people that really succeed are the ones that like have that dream but then figure out like okay yeah, it's a absolutely. new year so I'm a planner that's actually my career too and uh, like strategic planner but really um, literally I do love to plan and then I think one of my biggest areas of work that I'm really working towards is taking action on those small steps that connect to the bigger plan. So to your point, if the big goal is to lead these communities and empower women in some regard, the small step I can take this year is to start coaching one-on-one -on -one with people. So whether that's with nutrition um, or health and fitness or career mindset whatever it is, um, just starting those relationships where I'm providing the guidance and advice and seeing that implement in others' lives. Yeah, I love that. And that's, that's kind of where I believe everyone should start is just start small and then build on top of that because once you kind of have that model down of working one-on-one -on -one with other people, they're going to introduce you to more people and then you can have ideas for like the community events and then once you dial that in, you kind of find your business model and then just move from there. So going off of that, that's where I believe that when I was looking at my past goals um, and what I wanted to achieve even like five years ago. So when we first started dating, I stumbled upon a Google Doc of when I wanted to quit my job. And I wrote down these bullet points. And I've always been somewhat of a planner, planner too and a project manager of like, I'm going to put these bullets on the wall on the wall and I'm going to hit them and I'm going to do whatever it takes to hit them. Um, and it was really cool to see. What, what made you write them? Did you find it somewhere? Like, did you first look up like how to be your own boss and then so you I, found tips or you created them all completely on your own? A little bit of both, but in the actual <laughs> document, there's a girl that wrote in Forbes how to be your own boss by 25. And that's what I called the art. That's what I called my document. Be your own boss. Okay, but you and wrote your own steps. But I wrote my own steps, okay. yeah. Um, I didn't necessarily like everything she wrote, but <laughs> again, I what I do is I always state never recreate the wheel. So find a, a simple structure from somebody else, and then kind of throw your own sauce into the into the pot. So for me, I really focused around like what is achievable, and it was like connect with people on LinkedIn, get engaged in startup communities, build my own communities, really just being of service because at a younger age, I lack experience and how do I gain as much experience as possible the money will always come as soon as I get the experience and have the skills I can then go sell myself and that's where I see the next decade where the past decade I've I mean I've had so many different jobs done so many different things worked on so many different projects and know people from coast to coast now it's really about like peeling back the onion and be like what does CJ want to leave this world with what do I really want to do after doing all those projects and for me like it's dialed into I love people and I love communities and workshops 
I've been involved in so many. Now it's time for me to start running them and owning them rather than what I've been doing in the past is working with other people and collaborating. It's now time to, to think of my own type of workshops and really own that. I started doing it at the end of this year and in 2020, that's one of my huge goals. And then on top of that, it's, it's passive income. I want freedom to travel, freedom to write books, freedom to write people, freedom to read, um, and just really optimize my own life so that I can be the best that I can be. Cause I know if I can be the best that I can be, I can then help other people be the best that they can be. And to really do that, like I need free time to invest into myself and yeah. learning and then pouring that energy back. So you're going to need passive income and that's where the real estate comes in. Um, that part of it is really stressful because it's one of those things where you just don't know what the hell you're doing. And there's people that have studied this for years and years and years. And you have to remember, remind yourself that when we went into engineering, like, we spent four years earning that degree, five for me, right? And it's just like the faster we start that degree and quote unquote pay that tuition, whether it's business or real estate, it's the faster we're gonna actually get good at it. And I have to remind myself like, look, you guys are both before 30 and you're trying to take on these things that yes, they are stressful and going back to building on that stress we said earlier, but taking on things, biting off more than you can chew and then chewing like hell. And then if you have to cough some things out and just, I think, forward, I think it also it helps it to remember that even if you were an expert, things don't always go to the formula or the recipe that you study. Life right? throws so, curveballs. And yeah. you're better off So stop trying. wasting time studying and, and reading up on things and waiting and waiting till you know enough and just try because I'm really big on this now. It's one of the biggest things I've learned in the past 10 years is just, yeah, the sooner you start, the sooner you can start getting better. I, I view it as like, so I just mentioned curveballs, right? So anybody that knows baseball out there, like you don't know what pitch they're going to throw. So the cool thing is though, all you need to do is understand what pitches there are. And that's kind of like how I view life is like, yeah. I need to understand what are the five different things that they could throw at me. I don't know which one they're going to throw. But when it gets thrown at me, I can then adjust to the next pitch and right. kind of have a and start learning and iterating on on top yeah. of that. And that's where I think a lot of people they get so freaked out on like they don't even learn the rules of the game at all. And or they do that they try to learn every single little thing and they get obsessed with the learning rather than obsessed with the doing. They get obsessed with the planning rather than obsessed with the action. And I think for me, it's also I've always been obsessed with action because it makes me learn more, but I've been obsessed with action too much where I'm like, I'm doing actions that don't even really fill my cup. Mm -hmm. And that's because I'm obsessed with that, that action portion. And I think for the next decade, really it's spending time realizing that I, I don't have more than 24 hours in a day, just like everybody else. So I have to choose. Like so you, you have, have to make sure to your choose. actions align to a bigger mission. And if they don't, don't do it. Yeah. And that's where my big my my biggest mission is is similar to yours. It's growing communities but in the educational space and teaching people really how to be their own boss of their own life and using nutrition advice, fitness advice, uh educational advice so like when you should read, how do you blog, things that how do you connect with people, how do you get a new job, just improving your overall lifestyle and thriving and that's where I think before the past We've been doing this for three years now with the account. It, it's it been shifting, but I'm finally realizing what it actually is. And it's a community where I can help people based on everything that I've been doing for the past three years in terms of nutrition, exercise, business, 
love life, um, everything. So what do you think? A question just popped into my mind. Um, what do you think is the biggest area? I don't want to call it a thing, but what's on your mind more in these 10 years from like an overall perspective than it was before? That doesn't have to do with just growing up. It's like, what are you thinking about? What are you more aware of in life? That I can fucking do anything. That's awesome. Literally anything I put my mind to, I can do it. And I think 10 years ago, I'm 18 and what do you think you're gave a man, you that you're, confidence? You're a male, so you're thinking, like, I'm the shit. I'm going into freshman year of college, like, partying, whatever. But you're scared. Like, you don't know what the heck. Like, I didn't know how I was going to pay bills. I didn't know. I just didn't know anything. And I knew that I didn't know anything. But on the outside, you project, like, you know everything. Versus now, hey, it's, Maybe you. I don't think everyone does. I think there's a lot of people. <laughs> Okay. And I still see it today versus now I'm very humbled. Like the work hard, stay humble thing is just like walk. I want to be the dumbest person in every room that I walk into. I try to be. And that's where I love reading because I learn something new every single morning, every single day. And that's why I think that I can do anything because once I start investigating and doing the research, I realize that every person that has really achieved things, they all had blood just like me. They had two hands, they had feet, they had a heart, they had lungs, like that's it. They were human. So that's what gives me that confidence. And then also what gives me the confidence is I've, I've messed up a lot. Like I make mistakes daily, more than a lot of people probably, um, because I do more, I try more and you just don't see it. Most people don't see it. They don't see the things that go on in your head of just like, oh, I tried that thing and it didn't really go as well as I thought it would. And that's well, what you could be on the other side of the, you could be on the other side of the spectrum where you're so scared of making mistakes that, but you do have these other goals that you want to go after. But since you're so scared of making the mistakes, because I really think that is what inhibits people, they don't want to face. I don't even want to call it failure because a lot of times it's not failure; it's just messing up, and it seems big, but it's really not. And I think that's what holds people back is they wait so long trying to feel ready and find I mean I also research. like I'm also more blunt than you like people are lazy we're 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 just lazy when we wake up like to get motivated is very very difficult for a lot of people and it's not necessarily fear it's more so like why would I put that much effort into something that's not guaranteed and especially in today's day yeah. and age people want guaranteed like instant gratification versus I think both I think, you and I. I don't like, know that that would, that would call that lazy. I think in some times that is what it is. But then what would you call it? I would call it people just don't care. Like they're perfectly happy with their situation and don't feel like they have to take all these risks and do all these things. To I mean, I, I would not say that that's the majority. The majority of people out there that are like that are complaining about something. Really? Maybe. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, you can see it. Come on. You have eyes and okay. ears. Like you see how many people complain about their lives and then don't do anything about it. That is lazy. At the end of the day, that is just being lazy. And I think, I mean, you're lazy. I'm lazy in some ways. Like we know this. We're human beings. So that's, again, going into the next decade, being self-aware enough to realize like where I've been lazy in the past. Again, I've been lazy with my actions because I've been doing a lot but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's getting me the result that I want. 
So I'm lazy with myself because I'm like, I'm just going to do, even though I know this is really not going to get me the result that I want, I should work a little bit smarter and that would be less lazy. And that's how I see it. It's just like, if I'm doing this, then the person that's watching Netflix three hours a day, like they're probably complaining about something in their life, but then they're still watching Netflix three hours a day. So that's ultimately just laziness at the end of the day. So my goal is to inspire people that instead of watching Netflix three hours a day, intentionally watch Netflix. So like if I ever watch a show, it's because I'm like, I check myself. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm like, I can't even think right now. And I just need to veg out but I'm only going to watch a couple episodes and then it's done. And I mean, you've seen this, like I will literally go through nine episodes. Like when I burn yeah. out, I'll like watch nine episodes and then I won't turn Netflix on for another month. Right. And it's literally just to do a hard reset on myself because I've learned that, but don't let yourself get lazy into the fact of just doing it out of habit. And that's again, another thing going into 2020 is just like creating now that I know what habits are helping me, I can now compound, it's like compound interest. So if you go back to this original question, why I feel like I can just achieve anything is because I'm able to see what habits are good now and what habits are not. What habits used to be bad where I would blow every single Friday night at least $20 at the bar, right? Versus now I'm saving that $20 and now we're practicing public speaking technically on a Friday night, bettering our relationship and it's creating a good habit that's going to help spread out to everything else in my life rather than like, what does that drink do for me? It inhibits me from doing other things. So it's like learning those habits that are good and bad. Now going into the next decade, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what habits are good and are going to get me to kind of like the lifestyle that I want to live. So it's, it's really, really exciting. But let's get into the next one, which is you kind of tailored into exercise a little bit with your running, but I'd love to know more about what you do on a daily basis to exercise overall. Cause I think we just joined AVP a couple months ago and we've been switching it up. I think we've gone through so many different cycles of like what we do for exercise. Um, what does the next decade look like for you in terms like of that. exercise, nutrition? And yeah. So yeah, 10 years ago was when I first kind of got introduced to exercise outside of the dance world. And once I realized that it was something I really enjoyed, I kind of latched onto it and I was, almost over exercising I think at one point I definitely was and that's changed a lot it's been a journey in that regard as well and even in the past couple years with schedules changing and everything I found it really hard to stick to a schedule and I just go I mentally go through phases of like sometimes all I want to do is run and sometimes I really don't want to run ever and so I'll go months without it and just do whatever I feel like. And I think the big lesson to anybody that may be struggling with exercising more is you you just have to find what you actually enjoy. There's no right way. You don't have to lift weights if you don't want to lift weights. You do not have to run if you don't like running. Just find something you enjoy that involves movement, even if it's just walking around and do more of that. Because that's if we all just did that and try stop trying to find people that we wanted to be like and just do what they're doing because that works for them and oh this person started lifting so I should like stop just do what you like it be open but that would be my biggest thing I just need to get that out there because <laughs> I've been feeling that lately and for me it's it's looked a lot different lately I've been definitely resting a lot more because I shifted in my mindset towards lo long-term sustainability and everything. 
So I've been thinking a lot, like, do I really need to do seven days a week of intense exercise? Nope. Like, why? I'm not trying to go to the Olympics. I'm not trying to, you know, get number one in a marathon. Like, I just want to be physically fit and healthy and also be able to contribute to these other areas of my life that make me fulfilled. And if I'm overflowing in one area of my life to the point where I can't create balance in those other areas that I know are overall who I am, then it's not what I should be doing. So on any given week, my all those pieces are in flux. So it's often just whatever I can have, whatever I have the energy and the ability to do. So I don't follow anything specific. I do try to challenge myself and I think that's how I've seen gains if you will how I've like progressed (laughs) um, because I'm always just trying to do things that I haven't done before like anybody that's followed me for a little while on Instagram is like probably seen my quest for the press this is one thing I mean I had no upper body strength for so many years and I think just trying to get this I'm still I'm still not even sure if you need upper body strength to do quest for the press but I have been working on it for so long and that's just an example of something like I'll find something to work on and that's kind of what I focus on. And um, yeah, so I think in the next 10 years, my goal is to continue focusing on long-term sustainability. So how can I keep my entire body as healthy as possible through stretching, through um, range of motion exercises and, you know, mobility work Um, not a ton of cardio, not a ton of high impact, like as much as I think high intensity interval training is effective, it's also not effective to do in overdose, like you cannot overdose with high, like it will, you may see results at first, but I think what people need to realize is that that amount of strain on your body uh, creates stress. And so you can't keep up after a certain point, you kind of hit a plateau and your body will not benefit from that form of whatever you want to call it exercise anymore so I think it's just being really smart about what you do um, overall and that's basically how I would sum up the way I'm going to continue to use exercise in my life it's more for me a mental release and also just a smart approach is what I'm after so I I love all that and I think what you're kind of tailoring into is when you're talking about the hit and you, your body can't take all that stress as recovery. And that's where me moving into the next decade looks completely different than this past decade where I was working out seven days a week and then running and then playing sports and then doing all these different things. Um, but I'm starting to realize that I need to recover better and that's where mental comes in, spiritual comes in, getting massages, going to the ocean lab in the infrared sauna and doing things to really focus more on holistic health of like, again, I love what you said about longevity. It's, I'm not trying to win the, the 400 meter dash. Like life is a marathon and I don't want to be injured unless it's, again, if I, I could change in in three years and be like, I want to do this crazy. Yeah. I think our goals can change. Like I want to run Boston. Yeah. That's one of my things. But but 
I need to be healthy up till that point where I decide to do that. And if I just go 150 miles per hour per day for no reason, it doesn't do anything or anyone any good. And that's where in the past decade of just, again, one of them is, is soccer, right? Like I played my entire life and I didn't really know life outside of soccer, but it would create, like I get injured a lot. You get nicks and, and bumps and then the next day you can't really, I couldn't work out and work would be a little bit difficult and just taking a step back and being like, am I playing because I really, really love it? Or am I playing because I have this tick in my head that says if I don't play, then I'm not the same person and I'm not held to the same standard and X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And that's where taking that step back and realizing, you know what, like every day I wake up, whether I go to the gym or not, I love myself. Like it doesn't matter. And like today, both of you, like you didn't work out and I like, instead of working out, took photos and did drone stuff and stuff I like think, that. I, I think it also goes back to my, I personally would rather go 100% three or four times a week then have to sacrifice my exertion because I'm just trying to get something in. I think that overall you have to think everything from a, like a long-term perspective. So you think at the end of the week, like, how'd you do? And, you know, it depends on what you can do, but I would often, I mean, I always go back to saying that you going hard, you know, five or seven days a week means that there's probably some other area of your life that's sacrificed a little bit. Uh, so, Well, the issue I think that we both have is, like, I'm, I'm not equating that I'm going hard. Like, because in my head, I'm like, I'm just going to keep going. Like, like, you think of yourself as it's the ego in you that you're superhuman, and you're just not. Like, if I had, a, if I had the freedom to wake up and stretch for an hour every single day and recover and then go really hard every day, I could probably do that. But if I'm also trying to be an entrepreneur and do 17 right. other things, like it just doesn't, you, you can't, you have to choose. And that's where, like I said earlier, going into the next decade, it's a lot of saying no to things. And that's where Aaron and I training differs a little. You can do it one of two ways, I believe. And that's where she goes extremely, she does three or four days and she goes like really, really hard versus when I work out it's kind of more isolated and it's not as intense, but it's very, very thought out where I know I'm going to go in short bursts on a certain part of my body. And then I'm going to let that body relax for another five days. And then each day I'm just going to hit another part and that's what works for me and that's what works for her so if there's any advice we would have it's literally find that cadence that works for you but don't burn yourself out you don't need to be in there every single day doing full body burpees and hits yeah and i, I would just day. caution like so many people are like okay new year's coming along i'm gonna really up my fitness game it's like do be mindful of going too hard too fast i think that's another thing you won't that stay people with fall it. into consistency is really what matters because again we were working out a decade ago and like, I mean, I don't know about anybody else out there. I plan to get better as I, I plan to get better inside and out as we get older. So that's where that consistency comes in. So we got a, a little bit of time left. I think the last thing I would like to get into is relationship wise going into the next decade. What do you, what advice would you have versus like the previous decade of not even just like boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, wife but like relationship with your friends and yeah. and your community what did that look like up until now and what do you see in the future and what do you think could help some people 
that are listening to this? I mean, me personally, I've been in the past couple of years, I'd say something I think about pretty frequently um, is death and the fact that you can lose yourself or anybody at any given time. Um, so when I think about relationships in my life, I'm constantly thinking about who truly matters to me, who I want to really connect with. And just kind of not even that is just really being somebody that can be known. Like if I do die tomorrow, like I hope whoever I've ever crossed paths with in life thinks of me in a positive way that I've impacted their life somehow positively. So it's more so like, what can I, what can I leave people with? That's basically what I think of. I'm not really like, Oh, I just need to have this circle. That's only is aligned with what I believe. I, I agree with that to some extent. I don't think we should let negative energy come into our life, but I think in general, like we cross paths with so many people every day, every year, every decade. Like, why don't we all just think about walking around and doing something positive for somebody? You never know. Like, you just never know. So that would be my biggest thing. So, I mean, you kind of took mine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, for me, I mean, if you're if you're going back 10 years, I think – I'm, I'm, again, I'm a huge people person, you know this, and I just, I love making friends with people, and I think something that I'm going to intentionally do for the next decade is go a little bit more, um, how they say, deep and narrow, and, and really finding the people that I can really impact a lot, rather than spraying and praying, and just like giving energy to every single person that, that comes off the street, um, as much as like, in in an ideal world, in a, in a utopia, I could do that. I just don't have the energy to physically do that. So I have to think like, who can I really, really help? What what do I have inside my head and what energy do I have for certain types of people out there that I can really, really impact over the next however long I'm on this earth? And I'm pretty proud of myself for getting to that point because I think I've let, for me, I've let a lot of anxiety go because I've always tried to keep up with people and and keep that relationship going. And I think even the past half year, I've been really good at like what is serving me and what is not serving me. And that's the advice that I'd have for anybody out there, whatever relationships that you're in, even the close ones with your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, you need to be honest with them and communicate with them. If they're doing things that aren't serving you, then you got to communicate that because eventually it's going to come and you're going to have to, it, it's going to be worse than if you just brought it to attention right now. So that's, that's a huge learning lesson for me and for the next decade, I think, in life, love, or business that communication factor and that connecting with somebody on a deeper level and understanding and not just hearing but truly listening is something that I've constantly been working on over the course of my life and I still have ways, ways, ways to go. And for anybody that's in a relationship or in a community, patience. Be patient with other people. That's another thing that I'm working on. So I think that about wraps it up for the night. It was really, really cool to get back on here. What would you think of these new mics? Pretty cool. 
Pretty cool. I yeah. have to cough, so <laughs> we should probably <laughs> wrap did, it up. We, we got to wrap it up because uh, she's feeling a little bit under the weather. But again, I appreciate whoever listens to this. Feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to connect with you. And I hope everyone has a great end to their year and kicks some ass in 2020. Thrive on. <laughs>